From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, airline executives are meeting in Dublin. They'll be talking about oil prices, terrorism, international travel. And it was supposed to be a happy meeting, a celebratory meeting. Is it? Well, we'll find out more about the future of the airline industry with Helene Becker, senior analyst at Cowan & Company. We'll find out if she thinks this ebbing demand trend will last or not. Let's get to Charlie Pellet now in the Bloomberg Newsroom. He's got a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you very much, Kathleen. Thank you, Pim. The Dow and S&P trading lower. NASDAQ just uh, reversing. It is now higher, barely up by half a point. Little change there. 49.34 right now on the NASDAQ Composite Index. S&P 500 Index down 5. A drop of three-tenths of 1%. And with 29 minutes to go ahead of the close, the Dow is down 108, a drop of six-tenths of 1%. So stocks are slipping, stronger spending data bolstering the case for higher interest rates as early as this summer. Plenty of economic data for investors to sort through today. Consumer spending climbing in April by the most in almost seven years, up 1%. On Bloomberg Intelligence, Chief U.S. Economist Carl Riccadono was interviewed about the spending report, the data right here on Taking Stock. Uh, not quite so strong when you start to look beneath the surface because what we saw was a uh, big increase in gasoline prices. Uh, and so uh, that led to a rise in spending on non-durable goods. So if you uh, adjust that away, it's not quite so strong. Uh, also a big uh, increase in uh, spending on uh, utilities as we had more normal weather conditions uh, last month after a, uh, a warm uh, start uh, to the year. Uh, so that led to some bounce back. So I wouldn't characterize this as great, but I'd put it in the good category. S&PK Schiller says home prices in 20 cities rose faster than projected in March from a year earlier, adding to signs of healthy demand at the onset of the industry's busy selling season. And the conference board said consumer confidence unexpectedly fell in May to the lowest level in six months. Dow Industrials down 103, a drop of six-tenths of 1%. Gold up a dollar, little change to 1214, up 0.1%. And at 332 on Wall Street, Now, let's look at other news from around the world. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey in Asensio. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.
A setback for Donald Trump. A federal court today is releasing documents pertaining to Trump University that Trump's attorney tried to keep private. New York State Attorney General Eric Schneiderman talked about the so-called playbooks, which detail scripts for enrolling prospective students in real estate investing classes. You are not allowed to protect the trade secrets of a three-card money game. You are not allowed to protect the trade secrets of conducting a fraud, which is all the playbooks are. We have the playbooks. Sections of the playbooks have been laid out in our papers that we've submitted in the New York court. A grim economic outlook for Puerto Rico. The island territory is waiting for action on Capitol Hill, as we learn from Amy Morris in the Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Puerto Rico's budget director says they can't pay off their debt and provide essential services at the same time. Luis Cruz Batista warns nearly 3,500 public employees would have to be laid off if the island must meet all its debt obligations. U.S. House lawmakers have agreed to a bill to establish a financial control board and to oversee the island's government while helping restructure its debt. But they're on a break for the rest of this week. The first $2 billion debt payment is due July 1st. Amy Morris, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. And a New York Marine whose remains were discovered more than 70 years after he died in a Pacific battle is being buried at Arlington National Cemetery. Private First Class James Johnson of Poughkeepsie was killed in November 1943 at the age of 19. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. Charlie. And we thank you. And we are brought to you by Pershing Insights 2016, the must-attend event for advisors less than one week away, June 7th through the 9th. If you haven't registered, you still can. Visit Insight2016.com. That's I-N-S-I-T-E 2016.com. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The International Air Transport Association reported a 4.6% increase in global air passenger demand in April. That sounds good, but it was the slowest growth since January of 2015. Let's find out more about the industry with Helene Becker, senior analyst at Cowan & Company. Helene, always a pleasure. Thank you for being with us. What do you make of this uh, 4.6% rise in global air passenger demand in April? Is that something that is set to continue, this decline? No, <laughs> in a word. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> we can all go back now. Thanks for having me um, on the show again. And uh, no, I don't think so. I think April was very specific. You had, um, you had some strikes over in Europe by some of the European airlines. You also had, you know, eight, um, Easter shift into March. So you had a little bit of a tough year-over-year comp. So it made the numbers look um, not quite as good as they are. We think May is a better month. Normally, May is worse than April. And June's better than May, you know, kind of on par with April. And this time, we should have April be the worst month of the quarter and May and June sequentially better. So Delta reports traffic Thursday morning before the open. That'll be the first um, May number we get. And we're expecting it to sequentially be better than it was in April. Of course, as we just said, April was the slowest pace since, you know, over a year ago, January of 2015. And our uh, Bloomberg story quotes the... CEO of the IATA, the International Air Transport Association, saying the stimulus from lower oil prices appears to be tapering off, global economic situation subdued, demand growing, but maybe we're shifting down a gear. What are prices doing? Could prices have anything to do with maybe people not being quite as eager to buy a plane ticket? 
Well, prices are still, you know, down quite a lot year over year, and oil prices are back up, I guess, about 45% off their January lows. So as the year goes on, we expect to see less capacity growth from the airlines and higher airfares. But right now, um, especially coming into the summer months, fares have been relatively low and demand's been very strong. I mean, you know, you guys reported on stories over the last few weeks about lines at, at TSA at security, and, you know, the airlines are working very hard to keep people moving. We're expecting 220 to 230 million people to, to travel over the next three months. And, you know, that should be a record for, um, for U.S. carriers. Now, Helene, I know you, you, you follow the carriers as opposed to, let's say, Airbus and Boeing, but because of the stories having to do with competition between the two aircraft makers, I'm wondering if the current concern is a result of just outsized ordering by airlines that met the demand, and now the demand is maybe stabilizing, so they're not ordering as many planes. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes, actually, that's a very good observation because the, you know, most of the world's airlines ordered aircraft over the past four or five years and the U.S. carriers only just started ordering over the last, say, year with the exception of American, which placed that big order back in August of 2011. But on balance, most of the rest of the U.S. airlines have only just ordered recently, and even there, they've been very um, judicious about the, the aircraft orders they place because they don't want to get into an overcapacity situation. So a lot of what they've ordered is designated for replacement, actually, and not for growth. Um, you know, using the one and a half to two x GDP multiplier, we're only expecting in a two percent GDP growth environment traffic to grow three to four percent, and and that's the peak. You know, off peak times, first quarter, fourth quarter, you know, except for Christmas, um, probably is going to grow, you know, one percent. So, got to balance that out. And the airlines certainly don't need a lot of new equipment. Helene, I don't want to jinx myself, but I've been had several flights in the last few weeks, and I have not encountered uh, hashtag LineGate. That's one of the things you use. The TSA is a mess. Hashtag LineGate. These these growing long lines across the U.S. What have you experienced? And more broadly, how big of an issue is this? What is it? Is it a big problem for the airlines or not? So, fair question. I think it's at the busiest airports. I think the worst of the lines was probably in Chicago. I, like you, I had a bunch of flights over the last few weeks, and I didn't experience long waits at all. And in three of the four cases, you know, over the last, say, 10 days, my flights were, I, I just walked through security in less than five minutes, and my daughter had one coming out of Baltimore um, a week ago, and her flight was, I think she had a 20-minute wait, um, and one of my associates had a, a wait over the weekend of nothing. So, you know, I think it's it's been dissipated. The um, TSA has, has worked very hard to improve the wait times, and the airlines have sent um, what we call, you know, helping people <laughs> out to the airports to, to help um, infrequent travelers getting through the line. You know, this is the line you wait on. Take off your shoes. Don't take off your shoes. Take your bag out. Take your laptop out, whatever. Don't do it. Do it. Um, and I think that it's helped speed those lines. So I think, you know, lots of news, but I think it's beyond us now. Alrighty. Helene Becker, thank you so very much for joining us. Senior analyst at Cowan and Company. She says, don't be put off by some slower growth in demand for airline tickets in April. 
Me and June are going to look just fine. I'm Kathleen Hayes on Pim Fox. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, we'll be speaking with Scott Clements, Chief Investment Strategist, Private Wealth Management for Brown Brothers Harriman. He'll tell us what are his clients doing with their money next. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.